Good morning, good morning. Today is Sunday, the 4th of June, and the current weather is 69 degrees and sunny here in Stockbridge. Supposed to get to a high of 84, uh, mostly sunny. Uh, my app says a possibility 40% chance of isolated thunderstorms this afternoon and evening, 4 to 6 p.m. Um, let's pray and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for waking us up, Lord, for breathing air into our lungs, for giving us life, and uh, just another opportunity to worship you, to serve you, uh, to grow in your likeness, Lord. And Father, we just ask that you would accomplish your will on this earth, Lord, using us. And Father, we just ask for our daily provisions you provide everything that we need, like you always do, Lord. We only ask because you tell us to ask, Lord. We thank you for uh, forgiving us, Lord, and help us to forgive. And Lord, we just ask that you would, uh, we just ask for your blessing on this day, a day that we set aside to worship you and glorify you and praise you, uh, Lord, but we need your blessing and your resources your grace and your mercy and your love in order to do that. And so, Lord, we just ask for that outpouring uh, of your grace, Lord, of this, your resource, your supply, Lord, of your spirit upon this fellowship this morning, Lord. As we gather together, Lord, that you would get everyone here safely, that you would, um, Lord, just provide everything we need to Worship you wholeheartedly, Lord, to learn about you, to grow in you, Lord, as we just study about communication, Lord. That we just need your spirit, your strength, and your resources, Lord. And so, Father, we just ask for your blessing on the service today. And, and not just here, Lord, all the other churches. There's Calvary chapels all over the place, and not only those, but there's so many your fellowships, different denominations, Lord, that truly love you, truly serve you, are real believers in the Lord. And we just lift up all of those, Lord. And even the ones maybe that are uh, gone off the rails a little bit, Lord, we just ask that your word would come forth from these fellowships, Lord. That people would hear you and come to draw closer to you, Lord. And and, uh, and if they're in a place that's just teaching uh, you falsely heresy, Lord, that they would uh, they would recognize that you'd reveal that, and then they would find a church that that's not doing that, Lord. And so, Father, we just ask for your hand uh, on this day um, as we gather to uh, worship you, Lord. We just ask for your Blessing your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, obedience and the life of Jesus. And we have John 8 and then Colossians chapter 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple, and the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and, they play, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, 
This woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. And Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. And Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the Pharisees said to him, You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true. Jesus answered, Even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true, for I know where I came from and where I am going, but you do not know where I came come from or where I am going. You judge according to the flesh, I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, where is your father? Jesus answered, you know neither me, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had yet not, had not yet come. So he said to them, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself, since he says, Where I am going, you cannot come? He said to them, You are from below, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he who you for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge. But he who sent me is true, and I declare to the world what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me, is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are the offspring of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, 
Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do not, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to him, if you were children of Abraham, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. This is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and I am here. I came not on my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? Is it because you cannot bear to hear my word? You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it. And he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died, and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God, but you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are yet not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. And we have Colossians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and the faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. Excuse me. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before 
in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so, from the day we heard, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister." Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of his glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Great chapters, obedience and the life of Jesus. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do the thing, those things that please him. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's John 8 and Colossians 1. Our Lord Jesus wants his followers to live in obedience to his will, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, Matthew 28. Our Lord is with us in every step of our pilgrimage, granting us his grace unto obedience. I am with you always, though whom we have received grace and through whom we have received grace and apostleship 
for obedience to the faith. Matthew 28 and Romans 1. This is also the way that Jesus lived here on earth in relationship with his heavenly Father. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. The Father was with the Son as the Son lived to please the Father. Jesus came to earth to live in humble dependence upon and full obedience to the Father. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to death on the cross, Philippians 2.8. Even though obedience led to the cross, Jesus obeyed the will of the Father. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the obedient Son wrestled with the implications and impact of the impending cross. The Holy Eternal One was to drink the cup of sin and death for all of us. His entire being was repulsed by that which was so contrary to his nature. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Matthew 26, 38 and 39. Yet he obediently yield to the Father's will. Nevertheless, not I, not as I will, but as your will, as you will. Matthew 26, 39. This is the ultimate example of obedience. This same Jesus, who always pleased the Father, even unto death, now lives in us. This same Jesus is our hope of glory. He is our hope, expectation, confidence of making it to glory, to heaven someday. He is also our hope of walking in any heavenly reality here on the way to glory. He is our hope of an obedient life. Obedience is essentially related to the life of Jesus. The life Jesus lived on earth is our perfect example of obedience. The life he now wants to live in and through us is our glorious hope of obedience. Lord Jesus, I look at your life on earth and I see the obedience that I yearn to experience. I know that you cannot produce such a life on my own. I think of you living in me and I have hope that I can grow in obedience. So I place my hope in you to express your obedient heart in and through my choices, my words, my actions, my entire life. Amen. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you today. We'll see you guys soon. Thank <laughs> you.